Good afternoon, Dr. Spiegel. Hello, Dr. Fitzgerald. I am still not sure why I refer to you as Dr. Spiegel on the intros to these things. No, I like it. It's that's fine. To me. Yeah, it's part of what we do. It is part of what we do. And what we're doing today is a little different from what we normally do. Yeah, it is. We I don't know if we've ever actually done this before. Uh, so know. this is kind of a new one. A new experience. Yeah, yeah. So what's the what's new about what's about to happen? Uh, we just uh, recorded a, a pretty good a pretty good podcast that covered a lot of territory, and uh, the the thought is that this is probably going to be a two parter, right? This so, is a two parter. So uh, what you're going to get uh, for the next two episodes is a part one and a part two. So this is part one. I was going to say in this order, right? This will be part one. <laughs> part two will be next week. Right? Welcome to math. And here's how numbers work. So yeah. this will be one. And next week, two. Two. Yeah. So we're going to try to split it. Um, there's a, there's a natural break in the middle uh, where we, we kind of switch gears a little bit from one thing to another. Yeah. So, so enjoy today's episode and then join us again next week for, for part, part two. Two for part two awesome see everybody what's up everybody you're listening to an episode of this most unbelievable life yes we're so glad you're listening if you've been listening for a while you know my voice i'm dr sherry spiegel and my co-host is my dear friend, Dr. Paul Fitzgerald. That's right, folks. I'm Dr. Paul Fitzgerald, and I'm happy to welcome you to Season 5 of the podcast. I'm honored to be here once again with my co-host, Dr. Sherry Spiegel, as we work to discover, along with you, our own most unbelievable lives. Thank you for listening. Yes! Happy Friday, Paul Fitzgerald. What Friday? It's Friday already. It's Friday. This makes it Podcast Friday? Podcast Friday for release Tuesday. And what Friday is it? Why, it is Friday 2021. <laughs> All dates are out the window at this point. That's right. Uh, <laughs> and that is because uh, we are, we are um, now f- well engaged in the beginnings of the full expanse of being done with the academic year. And so it's like, what, what day is it? What day is it? It's it's get up and drink coffee day, but that's every day. So it's yeah. I heard a rumor it's Friday. Well, it was an interesting experience today. I woke up and discovered that um, I was about to say something that was that I realized wasn't entirely true. I was gonna say there was nothing I had to do today, but that's not true. Uh, um, I... Doctor <laughs> <laughs> because. Perhaps what I might to say is that there was nothing on my calendar that felt like an obligation. Hey, there we go. Yeah, that's better. That's yeah. better. Um, I so. don't take personal affront to that. Um, that's good. It's like, oh, I have to record this thing with Paul. I don't want that to be the way that this goes. You know, no. I want us to have a joyous, uh, a joyous experience here when we record these things. And I think by and large we do. I think so too. I think the only time there's maybe an exception to that is like, Maybe when we were really in the thick of things, when we would do a thing like teach two classes, have a meeting, and then record. And then record. Yeah, that was tough. That, that would be tough. I mean, there's there's something to it. I mean, for all of the uh, 
of the uh, choosing my own words here. It's like uh, as as fun as this seems, it actually is work, you know. And it's like I, thought, I wouldn't say that, um, but there is a there is a mental activity going on here, right. you know. Um, and yeah. uh, there are podcasts that we've recorded, and afterwards, it's like oh, I'm done for the day. Not because it was a chore, but because it was like that was every ner- last neuron I had left to muster just went into that. <laughs> just went into that recording, and at, when you, when you're trying to do it at the end of a long day, it can be, you know, there there is only so many neurons that one has during the day to engage in, right? You know, witty banter. It, it's true. It reminds me. Um, I guess, who knows how many weeks ago it was, maybe a week ago, two weeks ago. At some point recently, you and I were um, speakers on a tech talk thing at our employer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, before the actual talk got going, you and I were just having a uh, delightfully mundane conversation about who was bringing what technology to a yeah, meeting right. we were having. Yeah. And someone on that call was like, I love listening to the two of you interact. And it's like... <laughs> Yep, this is how the sausage gets. These are the conversations we don't usually record. Right, right. And I think it was like, who's bringing the batteries? You're bringing the batteries? You want me to bring the batteries? You got an SD card, right? You know, and it was like, hey, man, they wanted a tech talk. This is what tech looks like. Right. You know, but it's it's like, wow, so fascinating. It's like we're we're literally talking about who's bringing the batteries to the, (laughs) for the mixer, you know. But it's kind of like the kinds of things my, you know, my husband and I talk about this all the time, how we would make for a really bad, like, sitcom like our marriage because we don't have like huge miscommunication problems right and most of our conversations are like would you like to have tacos tonight would you like to cook the tacos or shall i you know it's not i mean we have riveting conversation but oh yeah yeah no one would want to see the well as you're going why don't you take that bag of trash out yeah right Right. It's less um, exciting. That was a fun. That was a ton. Talk, that was a fun talk to give. Uh, it was. When was that? Last week. Last Friday. It was a week ago, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. We did that, and that was. Uh, evidently, there are some some folks um, at our institution, and I suspected others as well. You know, that think that there are more um, modalities and or technologies and or um, availabilities for content. Mm-hmm. To come across other than the traditional right textbook slash lecture format, and and I think we did actually talk about this in that in that tech talk last week um, that uh, you've really taken integration of recorded content, call it podcast, if you will, into your classroom pretty full, full on, pretty full on. Yeah, I have so much so that um, I. My fall teaching schedule, although I'll be back teaching some classes partially on campus, um, it's almost hard to envision my class without my audio components at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them so much. And so, um, yeah, I just think, um, you know, adding something like that just allowed me to think, well, well, what's possible if I bring this in? Um, and it's interesting the kinds of affordances it's given me, like... Um, you know, you know well that my podcast voice is a little different from my just chatting with folks voice. Yeah. Um, and so I think that happens within my classroom, too. Yeah. And I think I, I mentioned this during the tech talk. The voice that I give when I'm talking about the professional content of my field on a 
podcast versus mm-hmm. when I'm talking to my students in the classroom, it's a different voice. And so I feel like it allows students to hear um, two versions of the same person. Right, right. Those are like, what, half an hour-ish, give or take? Yeah, depending on, how, you know, if it's a topic I'm really nerdy about, they might 45 40. minutes. Yeah, 45 yeah. minutes. That's cool. Or if yeah. you're co-hosting, they might be an hour. Hour and a half, yeah. Yeah. Half. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's fun. Um, and so uh, that was a pretty good, it was a pretty good turnout we had for that. So that was it kind was, of encouraging. Yeah. And um, I think you've enjoyed recording those as well. And I, I show up on some of those every once in a while too, right. which is and fun And you've for given me. your students some that we've done together, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, a few. Um, and I've recorded a couple on my own. Not that many, not as many as, as you have. You really yeah. took this and, and sort of went with it um, to a level that I am envious of, I will say. It's like uh, you really uh, sort of um, cleared the field, I think, for, for a lot of figuring out how to do this. And if you're using Canvas, got to be honest, it's not that hard, right? There's no, some HTML, fine. you know, a little snippet to add into the code. You know, yeah, you, you don't put them on Canvas because that's not the best platform. Yeah. We're redoing the, the the tech talk now. Great, you know, put them in the Google in the Google Drive, you know, and link to them. Uh, yeah. and that, that worked really really well. But that's a lot of fun, um, and it 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 somehow it it seems well well of course why wouldn't why wouldn't you do that I mean why I mean it's technology it's available it if if you want to do it like add audio to your class like little podcast thing little talk through of something little different kind of format of content there's nothing really keeping a a a teacher from from doing that i mean oh sure there is it's called time energy okay (laughs) (laughs) time time energy will desire you know whatever whatever, you know um all that kind of stuff technologically there's nothing keeping somebody from right right right? um if if you have if you can get on zoom if you can if you got a cell phone, if you got, you know, a recording yeah. device somewhere, you can do it. Um, and uh, that is not as prevalent, I think, as it might, as it might eventually be, I think. Yeah. Um, that little, little kind of audio snippets that, that can be added to these things. Um, you did something else, though, um, before that. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, you gave the plenary at the ODU writing conference. And I will say that then we later on in the day co-hosted a a uh, kind of mindfulness in the classroom session. I did. You yeah, know. we did that. Um, yeah, I feel like we've been making the rounds lately. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we had uh, those talks on uh, April sixteenth, and then we did the TED the tech talks the other day. I keep calling it the uh, TED talk we, too. It's like yeah. we guested on a podcast. The, those episodes haven't been released yet, but we'll keep our our dear listeners. Uh, apprised when our, yeah. our our guest appearance on a podcast yeah. uh, that's making a comeback uh, it was originally recorded about 10 years ago uh, called The Writing Irregulars. Mm. So we got to guest on that. Yeah, that was fun. So, yeah, that was we've fun. been busy, Paul. Yeah, there's a couple of, couple of emails keep coming in, a couple of offers coming in to, to be on stuff and to do some things and we're happy to happy to engage yeah, uh, yeah. in those kinds of fun. things. This is not a sales pitch. This is really just, <laughs> <This> is just <laughs> it sounds like it. So if you would like to, you know, um, uh, but uh, that was an interesting one because that was um, an ac- actual kind of academic conference that we, that we threw yeah. on. And yeah. And I, I think that one of the things that came out of that experience was 
kind of this reminder of how much time, like, you and I spend a lot of time thinking and talking about mindfulness, practicing uh, mindfulness activities. You and I spend a lot of time talking and thinking about teaching. We spend a lot of time doing actual teaching, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that probably when we first started recording podcasts together, that that it kind of started with that idea of like, you know, we do these things and we talk about them a lot. What if we shared that with other people? And I think one thing that really has been coming out of uh, the last couple of, you know, it, invited opportunities we've had le- recently is it feels like we are talking about things uh, that a lot of people are thinking about, right? Yeah, um, yeah. And a lot of people are struggling with, uh, actually. Yeah, and um, whether or not they know that what they're thinking about is what we're talking about, I don't. I don't know. You right. know, I, I don't know if 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 a lot of a lot of folks in the in the profession know that when these kind of thoughts come into their into their head or into their body or into the you know into their you know sense of awareness. Listen to the last episode, yeah. right? Um, that there is actually are words that you can put to these things of, of what's what's missing and what you might be looking for and why is there this prevailing sense of exhaustion and uh, just being worn out and completely fried at the end of an academic year why is that and of course teaching is a profession that takes a lot of mental input I mean and there is there is a skill set to it and um, in the spirit of that, it is now May 7th. So Dr. Spiegel, um, happy teacher appreciation week, <laughs> right? This is the last day of it. Indeed. Yes. Happy teacher appreciation week to you as well, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Did you feel appreciated this week? Uh, I think I did by a couple of couple of kids reached out and told me what a great semester it was. Um, one of my students reached out and asked why they were getting an F. I didn't feel particularly appreciated in that moment, but uh, you know, you get it all. Um, it's, it's it's the ratio I think that counts. Um, and you know, I felt a little appreciated. Um, I, you know, I I appreciate their appreciation. I guess, mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate their appreciation. Yeah. And uh, to all of our listeners out there that are in the educational industry c- complex, I, <laughs> I, w- I would say happy teacher appreciation week. Today's the last day of it. I think it started on Monday, right? Yeah. It's, it is a curious thing, right? Isn't These it? Appreciation. appreciation or appreciation months, weeks. Um, yeah. It's, um, I've had some conversations about teacher appreciation with friends and also parents um, that I know. Some of my friends are parents, right? Yeah, right. Some are both, Um, yeah. And, you know, it's it's kind of this thing. I was talking to a friend of mine um, who was purchasing teacher appreciation gifts for her uh, kids' uh, teachers. And she was talking about just how, how almost callous it feels that, like, you know, this... This this fine woman has worked her tail off all year long, teaching in a pandemic, 
uh, adapting to a new modality, um, just, you know, trying to manage her own family at home, managing how the pandemic is affecting, you know, her own family. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of this time, you know, my friend is going to give her an Amazon gift card and some candy. Yeah. And that's going to say, you matter. And I mean, it does. And that's not to take away from the idea of expressing appreciation. Um, But sometimes I think the maybe it's the timing of teacher appreciation. Yeah, that's what that's what gets me too. It's like, why isn't this in February? Why isn't this in November? Why isn't this in August? Why is this in May? Right. That's what gets me about it too. Yeah, I think it it really is a timing thing, right? Because, you know, teaching is a profession that uh, people don't stay in, right? Like people get burnt out. We know this is an issue. Especially um, in like high school, elementary, exactly. yeah, secondary in the lower school, grades. yeah, especially yeah, in the lower and grades. so you know, uh, my brother has been teaching high school. Um, I think this is his fifth. He just is finishing his fifteenth year, um, and he's like, you know, veteran of veterans at this yeah, point right. by hanging in for fifteen years, right? Um, but you know, so people work, um, in these conditions that are really, really quite taxing. And then we take a week when they're really, really tired and say, we appreciate you. We appreciate you. Yeah. Here's some candy. Also, are your your students passing? Yeah. Also, are they yeah. going to perform well on the SLOs? Are yeah. they, are, have you done this? Have you filed this paperwork? It's just, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the 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 story. One of one of the three lines of the pandemic has been do do um, do more with less. Yeah, you know, and it it wasn't it was not even do the same with less or right. do the same differently. It was it was add these within within the span of a week. You know, in March twenty twenty, add these skills at the professional level to your skill set. Be able to deliver content fully remotely on a streaming platform. Um, yeah. with, by the way, and your own children will be home with you as well while you're doing that. And, mm-hmm. um, it, it was really a do more with less situation and, and we appreciate you. Well, and I think it's, the thing is, is if this year had been the only year that there was a do more with less situation, I don't think everyone would feel so tired. Yeah. It would just be, oh, but, that was rough. Yeah. And- right. But, you know, as education has been driven by neoliberal logics and, you know, austerity measures have become the norm. Right. Um, people who have been teaching for, for more than, you know, maybe a year um, have been asked to do more with less for year after year yeah, yeah. after it's year. It's an annual. Yeah. And then this was like doing it you know, on extra evil hard mode. Yeah, it, it, it's it's an annual tradition of doing more yeah. with less, you know. It's like... Right. Yeah, and so I, the number of teachers that I know that are finishing the year uh, feeling kind of like okay and uh, optimistic about their teaching and like really kind of settled with like, okay, maybe there were some good things and some bad things, but I'm really looking forward to seeing how next year shakes out. 
Um, the number of people I know that seem to feel that way right now are um, you and me. Mm-hmm. I've gotten that sense as, as well. Mm-hmm. And more more, more so, right? Um, you mentioned this the other day. You really are seeing a lot of um, a lot of people voicing on social media, for example, or just reaching out to you or and me in, in text just talking about like, this year was literally the most ridiculous ever. And I've, I've not been this exhausted, you know, um, just completely worn out. I've absolutely had it. I'm up to here. Right. Um, and you know, I was there, I was there too. And, you know, I think you've, you've mentioned that you've been in a similar place before at, at year's end, which is, I think part of the reason why teacher appreciation week is in, is in May. It's like, it's, it's the people at the, at the, at the, on the sidelines cheering at the 25 mile mark of a marathon. It's like, it's the finish line is right there. Just a little bit longer. Keep going. You know, can it get a goose up the tank just a little bit more before the end, just to get us over the finish line. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of exhaustion out there. There's a lot of frustration out there. There's a lot of, you know, at, 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 at all levels, you know, levied at all levels of the educational system, I think. And, um, you mentioned this, and you and I don't seem to be feeling that yeah. as strongly. As, I, all, all I can say is I am not as strongly as I had in the past. This has yeah. probably been the easiest transition into a summer break that I've ever had. Right. By far. I, I, I definitely agree. And I feel, um, you know, a little while earlier I was thinking, man, I don't remember the last time I felt this good in May. Yeah. And then automatically, like, catastrophe brain was like, well, don't get used to it because something yeah, horrible is right. about to happen. And then I was like, shh. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, there's there's an interesting space here where, on the one hand, I want to acknowledge, like, the privilege that you and I both bring to of this course. positionality. Of course. Right? Yeah, of course. So, one, um, neither of us have children, biological children, who live with us, right? True. That's true. Right? Um, we are both full professor at our institution. Yes. Uh, we are both in multi-year contracts. Correct. Correct. Right. Um, so we have sort of the affordances to like really choose our own adventure here mm-hmm. in a way that I think a lot of other people don't. Right. So a lot of the people who I have talked to who are feeling really, really worn out a lot of them have not been experiencing the pandemic as I have because they have children, uh, because they are taking care of elderly uh, family members, Mm -hmm. because they have suffered great, great losses during the pandemic. They've had job losses. So, so, like, I don't want to just like sit up here in, you know, my, my tower of of awesome and say, well, I don't know why people are struggling so much. Um, oh, I, I do. Do. Yeah, I, it's like, yeah, I, I do know why people are, st- yeah, I, I get Absolutely. it. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. You know? But I also know how I have felt things that felt similar and how I'm experiencing it very differently this year. And I think I know some reasons why. Yeah. And it was tough. I mean, uh, it was tough for me. It's like, it wasn't an easy year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like I skated through and everything was all hunky dory the whole time. I mean, there were some really tough moments in there. Yeah. Um, and there was some, there, you know, I do remember some exhaustion and I do remember some frustration and I, I do remember that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, but, uh, you know, I'm just comparing this year to years past. Yeah. You know, with my own experience with it. And it's like, man, it's like, I just remember like shutting down, you know, just shutting down. Just, yeah. Oh, you know, with this def- almost defeat, you know, this feeling of defeat at the end of the year. Yeah. That something got the, that something got the better of me and I, and I barely made it across the finish line. Yeah. You know, and that's not to say that I'm not ready for a break. I am. But I don't require a month and a half of convalescence. Yeah. You know, to. Yeah. That's, I mean, I kind of went, you know, I took a weekend before I really began my final grading uh, slog, Mm -hmm. as many people think of it. Um, And, you know, I went into this week with 277 things to grade. What do you mean you took a you took a week? What do you mean you took a weekend? Um, so all of my students had their final assignments due to me at noon on Friday. Uh-huh. And I kind of prepped them on Thursday saying, I uh in order for me to be my best self to grade next week, I'm gonna need to take a break. Um, and so I took all of Friday off um and wasn't available to meet with them. Now I say off, and I still did the tech talk, and then I yeah right. Paul, Paul's gonna start feeling offended. Like she says, yeah. I did nothing, but she spent time yeah, with right. me. <laughs> Chopped liver over here, or what? Uh. Yeah, um, but yeah. So and then, um, you know, my husband doesn't get a lot of time off, and so he was not working this weekend, and so I wanted I to be that. able to yeah. be fully present with him. I, I think probably a lot of people who are married to teachers know what it's like to be like a finals time bachelor yeah uh because they become somehow like uncoupled when their partner is unavailable as they move through finals week yeah right yeah right but yeah i took took time off didn't check my email stayed away from working and then uh came back to reading and responding to students on monday yeah and everybody lived survived Uh uh-huh including me Made it through. Everybody made it through. I was super anxious about it though, because as I mentioned, I had two hundred and seventy. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Things. That's a lot. To grade, um, but grading them after a full relaxing weekend versus trickling through and grinding through when I was exhausted, because I was like, um, mm-hmm. by the time we went into Friday, I mean, I enjoyed the time that you and I got to hang out on Friday. Because it was rejuvenating. Mm -hmm. Um, But by the time we got to Friday, I was exhausted. I had been conferencing with students all week. Right. um, Right. And my tank was empty and I needed to fill it. Yeah. Yeah. Neat. You said uh, that maybe uh, you might have a couple of reasons why that might be that you're feeling going into this summer. These things are related, aren't they? Yeah, they might be a little bit related. Yeah. Um, So one of the things I talked about in that plenary. um, Which was was titled? I don't even remember what I titled it. That was you? the you are not. This is the you are. This is the unveiling of the you are not a gazelle talk. Yes. The right? gazelle talk. Indeed. We are not gazelles, y'all. And f- um, folks, you have not yet seen the draft version of said. Said writing. Have they or not? They've not. That's not out yet. No. Uh, nobody's seen that in writing. Um, just you. Again. Just me. Yeah, just me. Liver. Yeah, um, just me. Um, but I mean, we wrote. 
we kind of wrote the gazelle piece. To, well, I started. We it, did not write the gazelle piece together. We did. You wrote you... it. You waited a month for me to <laughs> carve out a block to get my own comfort level in order, in order to be able to feel like I can meaningfully contribute to it. And then, you know, after a couple of passes, I think I was. But this is not a co-writing experience. At the at the beginning of it, it wasn't. This was all. This is all Sherry. And then Paul kind of came in at the end. And added so we, amazing, substantial things that I think really accentuate some of the key pieces of it. So I'm not saying that it's like, ah, I just put a punctuation mark. I added stuff. It's cool. Yeah. You know, I, I fooled around with it a little bit. But, you know, this is this is this started all on your end. You, you had a full and complete piece by the time it made it to me. Yeah. Well, it was also the Which product of a year of us thinking together. So, it, you know, it was an update of a talk that, you know, started uh, all things Paul and Sherry. Right, right, right. Um, but, you know, I think the big thing that's coming out of it is um, one of the biggest changes to my life in the last couple of years is seeing everything as being part of a cycle, seeing life as cyclical, and p- purposefully planning for periods of dormancy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, I compare us to gazelles and say, we're not gazelles. Like, you're not running in a herd desperate to... Like, keep moving because, like, lions are coming to eat right. you. Right. You can slow down. Um, and so the more that I've started experimenting with, ooh, could I just take an afternoon off? Ooh, could I take email off my phone? Ooh, could I take a weekend without email? Um, the more you learn, the answer is, if you'd like to, you yeah. can. That is up to you, after all. You do get yeah. to choose. Um. Yeah. And so one of the things that I've really remembered, uh, and this relates to uh, some things Paul's doing out there on the social medias this morning. Um, I'm employed by um, my institution for nine months of a year, Mm -hmm. which means during those nine months and the 40 hours of a week during that week, I will give my profession my all. Yeah, for sure. For the time that I am contractually paid. Mm-hmm. And outside of that, I won't. Right. So, Paul, what did you post on social media today? Uh, it was my top 10 list. I posted this this morning, my top 10 list. Top, what was it? Top 10 tips. Paul's top 10 tips for educators going into the, going into the summer. Yes. It was number one. Don't work without compensation. And then it was, no, that's it. It's just really just that one. Yeah. Don't work without compensation. Yeah, it was fleeting. And uh, (laughs) I thought, like, I thought there might be more, but it was like everything else that I could put here just goes back to, it's like, see number one, you know, um, learn how to say no to things. Nope. See number one. Uh, It's all, it's all that, you know, and that, that doesn't mean that if you get an offer for compensation that you need to say yes, the answer can still be no, you know, but um, feeling like you have to, continue on above and beyond and past your contractual obligation for not just, you know, I'm not, I'm not just kind of talking about our employer. I'm talking about any of them. Yeah. Uh, why is that? Right. Is that there's an interest? Is somebody actually asking you to work for free without compensation? You know, if, if so, it's like laws might be being broken FYI. So talk to HR, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause like, yeah, you might be violated. Labor laws might be violated here. Um, but I, I find with educators, oftentimes that's not the case. It's not it's like a straight out, outward ask. 
that somebody is saying, hey, Sherry, you know, uh, it'd be great if you could do this thing for our employer in July. That'd be great. Super. It's like that that rarely happens. It, it right. Sometimes it does, but it's not uncommon. Usually it's this other identity-based, um, I, I, I'm not doing teaching, I am teaching, and therefore I need to embody that full time because it's my identity. And right. um, if I didn't do this, then who am I then? And therefore I must continue to work on, you know, next year stuff. I need to keep you know, blah, 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 writing recommendation letters. I have to keep checking my email every day over the summer. I need to keep doing all of this kind of stuff. And it's like, dude, your contract ended on the 15th. Yeah. It's like, yeah. why are you not literally at the beach right now? You know, uh, knee deep in fish tacos and, <laughs> and, and, and a Capri sun. And, um, if your fish tacos are at your knees, you're doing it wrong, Paul. I just need yeah, to point I guess, that out. I guess. But, I guess. Uh, well, you're laying on a blanket while you're doing it. So, okay, um, you're, I didn't hear any comment about the Capri Sun, though. I think we're all on board with that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I love Capri Suns. Um, so, yeah, it's and there's a there's a blog post that's going to come out pretty soon, like um, within the next couple of days. Uh, I guess that post will come out before this podcast does. Uh, so I need to get the temporal alignment of this. A couple of days, a couple of days ago, a pod, uh, a, a blog post went out, right? That we are now referring to, but yeah, I wrote that this morning. I, or at least I wrote the start of it. I still need to add a couple of things to it and it'll post when it's done or it did post when it was finished, I should say. Um, but yeah, it really gets at this, um, from whence comes this felt sense of needing to needing to work year round, even though you're off of your contract for the right. summer. And, um, what, what itch is that scratching? What need is this filling? Mm-hmm. Who convinced you that you needed to do? I mean, what, what, uh, Sherry, what you and I were talking about, what I brought up is like the dude working on the Taco Bell doesn't come in and work for free. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, why? Well, and I think that this is where the word need can get really tricky. Like, um, and I'm, you know, I'm reading a book say what you mean, um, which is about mindfulness and um, nonviolent communication. And one of the things that the author talks about... Yeah, it's Oren Sofer, Oren J. Sofer. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. He's amazing. Um, And one of the things that that book talks about is kind of being a little suspicious of how we use the word need in culture. Um, Because a lot of times when we're talking about need, we're not actually talking about human needs we're talking about strategies that we're using to meet a need Hmm. um and so i need to start working on my fall classes do you do you is that a need um if you really start to unpack that sentence and look at like what is the actual need that's there um then what i can start to get at if I don't use the word need is I can say, I like to feel like I'm in control when I begin a new semester. I enjoy feeling uh, stable in my lesson planning. Those, those things, I enjoy stability. I enjoy uh, confidence. Those are needs. But the strategy of working on your fall classes when you're still exhausted from finishing right. the, an academic year, that strategy might not be the only way you can start to tap into that need. Right, 
Right. You know? So part of it is trying to figure out, like, do you need to? What is, what's the need? Who's asking you to do the thing? And is this the only way you can meet the need? Right. Right. Um, and I mean, hearkening back to um, some earlier episodes that we recorded, um, if, if it is something that you need, if you really need to do that, the Sherry and Paul way would be, you know what? Take a nap. Give it a day or two. If it really is a need. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you, you might find that you did not survive, right? In, in which case, you know, what are you going to do? Um, it, yeah. Well, you know, you don't you need to, you, you don't take a couple of days and be, go slow with this, you know, yeah. and, and really, you know, rather than really saying, oh my God, I need to do this and grabbing whatever tools you can muster and, and sort of plowing on because you need to feel like you're in control. You really need to get these things done. You really need to, you know, to embody who you see yourself as being um, fully and in, in, in its entirety. Um, rather than like, Rather than embodying that urge to immediately dive into that, just like give yourself that little space to ask yourself some questions. Mm-hmm. What, um, why do I feel this way? You know, um, what's going to happen if I don't? Mm-hmm. Who or what is expecting this from me? Um, how is how is doing this now going to dramatically improve or not improve what I intend for myself? Um, am I sure that this feeling of needing to do something quote unquote work related or to embody this is going to go away if I finish this or mm-hmm. will just, will like something else just sort of pop up? Um, yeah. All of these things sort of give space to really sort of address what is, uh, what is the impetus? What's, what's behind this feeling that I have that I really need to do this thing, mm-hmm. you know, and who, whose expectation am I satisfying? Yeah. Yeah. It reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've ever played uh, these really cheesy video games like Diner Dash, where like the idea is that, you know, you're working in a diner or something. And so like, you know, people are coming in and so you're constantly like making food, preparing it, delivering it to the table. And and, like you're working through because you want to make sure you meet all the customers. And whenever I'm playing these little like cooking games, um, you know, there's always like some sort of set recipe, like, oh, make a hamburger. Um, and it, because of the the stress and the momentum of uh, the environment that you're in, um, at least when I play the game, I find myself like just slapping together like random things like, oh, here's a bun. I'm going to throw a hamburger on it. And now right, here's a right, top right. to it and blah, blah, blah. And there's no one who needs it. But I just feel like I'm compelled to keep making. Yeah, things. right. That's a lot of times what it's like. Um it's you're caught up in the energy and the momentum and this culture of frenetic energy mm-hmm. um, that when you slow down, you realize there actually isn't a threat to there's no need to move at that speed. Right. But everyone else is doing it. So you just kind of assume that if you slow down, you will all die. This goes back to the gazelle, right? Right. Just right. because everyone else around you is stampeding doesn't mean a lion is about to eat you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so I think one of the things that both you and I might have sort of been poking around at, uh, I think initially 
Um, informally, but, you know, the royal we, which is you in most cases, Sherry, um, actually did take the time to put together something that we unveiled at the uh, talks we did uh, for, for Old Dominion, the, the mindful heuristic. Indeed. And I think when I when I saw this and when you were talking about it, the first thing that I thought and, and asked you was, what is a heuristic? <laughs> so, <laughs> it's, what is this again? It, Hang on a second. A what? You know. It's true. But then I asked you what the word heuristic meant in your world and you knew. Right? Yeah, I knew that. I knew the you know, I knew that phylogenetic, you know, tree searching algorithmic heuristic, you know. Right. Version um, of it. Which is basically a thinking tool or yeah, a processing right. tool. Processing tool, yeah. Yeah, and that's all a heuristic is, is a processing tool. Um, yeah. So, so the talk was, yeah, so the talk was uh, mindful mindful approaches to pedagogy, mindful students, mindful faculty, mindful classroom. That's right. right. And we, we unveiled that in that. Yeah. And the real focus of that whole conversation was on paying attention to what is, Um which I think a lot of times when we're caught up in the momentum of all the things, it can it can be hard to take a minute um, to take stock of all the things that are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and so this heuristic, um, you know, it's a thing that I think <laughs> it's a thing that I think is really easy to create. Um, all it is is just eight simple questions. Right. How hard could it be? Um, it's a trap. Like it's these are trap. not eight yeah. easy questions. No, and they're they're questions that came out of, I think, the experiences that you and I have had over the last thirty years of of trying to do this hustle. Mm-hmm. You know, and the successes that we've that's um, thirty years combined. Combined, yeah, combined, yeah. yeah, combined. Um. Yeah. Neither of so us that is, are like six. That is years that is worth together. saying. Yeah, that is worth saying. Some, yeah. One of us is close. You're Dr. not Spiegel. close. You are yeah. literally 10 close. years away. When you're 50, that's close. Um, but <laughs> that's like double your life. It's like, um, that's a, anyway, different conversation, different podcast, uh, different, ther- <laughs> d- different therapist to talk to about this. Welcome um, to Paul's Concerns About Aging. Yeah, yeah. 50 is a number, man. Um, uh, 30 combined years of successes observed and how they arose and um painful struggling I want I don't want to call them failures right because they were they were spun into wisdom right on the on the loom so yeah. to speak of 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 uh you know of awareness and so these either represent successes or cautionary tale, tales or lessons learned from difficult situations as it went or, through and yeah, or the questions that we're still trying to find our answers for. Yeah, and if you have all, if you have an answer for all of these questions, you know, you may have sorted figured out. But what that represents is how you have figured it out today. Yeah. You know, and that can continue to evolve. That's for sure. Do yeah. you want to go through these a little bit, or? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, it let's go and I think that's bit. useful because, um, you know, we handed this heuristic out, and like any piece of writing, um. When we wrote it, I felt like, yeah, these are the questions. Um, and we shared it with folks at uh, that workshop. Um, and I haven't talked to any of the folks that were in that workshop specifically about this tool and how they they felt it about it or read mm-hmm. it. Uh, but I did right, share it right. with a friend of mine afterwards. Um, and 
she she was like, why would you ask me these questions? Um, and I was like, are they bad questions? And she's like, no, but I think I'm going to need to be coached through them. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I think that that's fair, right? Um, right, right, right. So, yeah, we can maybe walk through these. Uh, we probably won't coach folks through them. But I also think as we go through this heuristic, you know, I want to be mindful of the fact that um, a lot of our listeners are not teachers. Right. This document right, right. may still be useful. That's true. That That is worth saying. I mean, although you and I both do come at this from a, a pretty specific, um, what do I want to say? Career, career, yeah. you know, um, uh, similar, similar job, similar yeah. calling, so to speak. This can apply to a lot of stuff. Yeah. Anything. It's like I could have used this in high school. Right. I could have <laughs> yeah. used this when, Jane, when choosing a major. I could have used this when I was job searching out of college. I could have used this, you know. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. So you know, the we, first question on it um, speaks to that issue of the fact that not everybody who's going to use it might be a teacher. So the first question is literally, what is your job? And the follow-up question, what are you paid to accomplish? Mm-hmm. Um. And so, you know, I think if we're answering this question, you know, what is our job? Well, I am professor of English and Paul is professor, professor of, of biology. biology. Cool. That tells us nothing. So this has been part one. Stay tuned for part two next week. I don't know if I have anything to add to that. Perfect. So, yeah, this was part <laughs> This was part one. What, is, what, what you, she said. What she said. Yeah, perfect. Uh, <laughs> next week, part two. I'd uh, love to hear what you guys think. All right, so stay tuned. This podcast is produced by Sherry Spiegel, Paul Fitzgerald, and This Most Unbelievable Life. For more information, please check us out at www.thismostunbelievablelife.com. Paul and Sherry have a podcast. Paul and Sherry podcast, yes. Yes. Yes.